I'll do a quick intro. Um, so what's up, guys? This is the Sharks Don't Sleep podcast, where we talk to individuals making waves for the ocean. Today's guest, guest is Francesca Page. Uh, she's an artist, photographer, storyteller, dive professional. And if you haven't had a chance already, you got to go check out her Instagram. It's Francesca A. Page uh, on Instagram. And we did a giveaway with her uh, last week or two weeks ago now. Um, that was a big hit. And uh, so maybe a bunch of you have already seen it, but uh, her work is really incredible. And so we're having her on this second episode this year of the Sharks Don't Sleep podcast. We're going to kind of, um, yeah, we're stoked to have you on and we're just going to dive right in with some questions. Um, yeah, thanks for joining us. Thank um, you. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, thanks for hopping on. So the first question I have is, uh, and this is how I initially found you, was your 200 Sharks project. And so I wanted to ask, what is 200 Sharks and what shark are you on? Okay, cool. Thank you. What a great question. Um, so my mission for the 200 Sharks project is to dive, photograph and paint 200 different species of sharks and rays, raising awareness about this amazing, diverse, incredible species. And they are dinosaurs. They have been in the ocean for 450 million years and I'm incredibly passionate about them. And if anything, I'd love to rub some of my passion off onto anyone that sees my work. Um, every 60 seconds on average, 200 sharks are lost from our oceans due to human impact. Um, from things like uh, their fins are bycatch and entangled in nets. So I really want to raise awareness about this incredible species. They are more than just a set of jaws. They are intelligent, beautiful and diverse. Um, I'm completely aware that not everyone can get in the water and dive with these creatures. I mean, a lot of people fear this creature. So I hope that my artwork can transport people into the ocean without getting their feet wet um, and ignite that passion to wanting to protect them. I'm right at the beginning of the project. Um, this is actually one of the paintings for the project. Um, I'm the fifth painting in, this is called Cosmic Lover and it's based on my diving adventures in Costa Rica. Um, so it's very exciting to be at the right at the beginning of this um, I hope very epic journey with sharks. Um, I reckon it's probably going to take like 20 years to complete this project, which I think is super exciting. Um, and yeah, so this is the one of the paintings. It's it's still a work in progress. That's awesome. Yeah, and I, I, that's that's great. Yeah, so it'll definitely be a, a long journey to get to 200. But yeah, what's the rush? That's so awesome. I love the uh, the concept and the idea and. Uh, it's cool that a lot of your work is marrying like, uh, you know, your your uh, like artistic abilities along with like diving and, and photography. Like when did you start to combine those two? Th like what came first, art or diving? And when did you start to combine the two? Um, so art came first. I was born an artist, like literally since the moment I could pick up a pencil, I was sketching mother nature. But the ocean and my love for the ocean actually happened later on in sort of my teenage years. I was actually, terrified of the ocean for the first part of my childhood I had a really bad experience in the ocean when I was a couple of years old and that kind of um, that event played in my head and it caused a phobia um, and then when I was 13 years old my dad um, found that had these cheap scuba diving lessons at a local swimming pool and he's like yeah you, you're gonna go along and you're gonna face your fears and I was like no uh, it's not for me I prefer hiking mountains and being in land nature not ocean nature um, and my first ever diving experience was terrible. Um, I 
didn't turn the air on. I jumped in the water, basically started to drown. And I, yeah, it was a horrible event. And I remember just thinking, no, the ocean's not for me. But um, my dad was like, no, we've got two more lessons. You've got to do it. So I had a one-to-one -one with a dive instructor. And then suddenly, obviously, I had a, an amazing experience. Obviously, you experienced weightlessness. It was, I mean, I was in a swimming pool and I was like, wow, this is incredible. Um, and then when I was 15, I actually dove in the ocean for the first time and it was in Malta I mean you don't see sharks there but I mean you see fish and I remember going down and just realizing that fear was all in the mind and this this sort of concept I had of the ocean I built up throughout my whole childhood was sort of dissipated within a few moments of being in the ocean and that's kind of where my love for the ocean was born and then the more I've traveled and dived throughout into my um adult life like my passion has grown and it was only when I went to art school at 18 years old that I was really interested in combining my passions for art and the ocean together and that's really when I started to learn more about how as an artist can I use my skills to create change art is a universal language you know it can communicate to people all around the world just through an image I find that just so fascinating and powerful and yes that's kind of how it all started it's mean I'm continuing to grow as an artist and evolve and develop so I'm really at the beginning of it all which is quite exciting yeah that's awesome yeah I think I you know uh, we're down on Cape Cod in Massachusetts right on the water and a lot of the activities we do are all on the water but I've sadly never gone scuba diving so it's one, oh, one thing that I would love to learn you how to should. do yeah, yeah, I know. It's, uh, it looks like such a fun passion. What's your coolest uh, dive experience you've had? Um... Gosh, um, I've been really lucky to have multiple amazing experiences at such a young age. Um, but I think the encounter that I'll share with you guys is the first, my first ever shark encounter. And this encounter not only like changed my perception on sharks, it basically changed my life and it changed my whole career life path. Um, I was 17 years old in Malapascua Island in the Philippines and I had the opportunity to do a th shark specialty paddy course and I thought why not just you know widen my knowledge on this fish that I was terrified of um, so I started to learn about sharks through the course and my mind started to expand and open I was like wow okay this is actually a really crazy incredible creature and um, in Malapascua, they're very famous for pressure sharks. And it was the last dive of the trip. I developed block sinuses, which means basically you can't equalize. But I was determined to get in the water. So I get in the water. We get to five meters. Could not equalize. Um, I was heartbroken. I really, really wanted to see a pressure shark. Um, but I was determined to stay in the water. And I remember the dive master was signaling, like, we're going to go up now. And I was like, no, no, we're staying in the water. I just had this gut feeling. I'm go I need to see a shark. And about 10 minutes go by. And yeah, the, my dive master started screaming into his regulator. And I looked to the left of me. Pressure shark circling up. It was about one meter away from us. Three meters long pressure shark. And these, she, these huge black eyes. Wow. Um, and I remember just looking into her eyes. I mean, this is the first time, one, I'd ever really seen a shark, and two, ever had any type of personal spiritual connection in the water. And I remember looking into the shark's eyes for probably about 30 seconds, and I felt like I had this spiritual connection. Like, I was almost talking, had a conversation with the shark, and I realized that the shark wasn't looking at us to see if we were food. It was inquisitive, and it was 
very intrigued by us and it was working out what we are and obviously she got a bit bored realized that we were nothing that interesting and she swam off into the blue and I remember from that moment on my whole life changed I was just ecstatic astounded uh, amazed by this incredible creature and yet since the age of 17 I was like that's it I'm going to dedicate my, my life to trying to protect these sharks it was only sort of a few years on that I started actually painting them Yeah, yeah, no, Ada, you know, it's, it's a slightly similar experience. Uh, last February, we were in the Bahamas with a nonprofit group beneath the waves, and uh, they were tagging sharks, so we were putting out drum lines, and, you know, we'd go dive somewhere for 45 minutes and then come back and check the lines, and they were uh, tagging these sharks. Um, but just the, you know, we grew up in New England where you, you feel – most of like what you know growing up that you didn't think there were sharks anywhere so I never really had a fear of sharks but hopping in the water in the Bahamas I'm like wait this is you know in like you know I just was like aren't there sharks around here we're trying to catch sharks like you know right uh, down the way here and uh yeah it was just so empowering that all these you know everyone we were with is hopping in the water they have absolutely no fear of the sharks you see a shark and you know they have no interest in uh you at all even if you know Like, if anything, it's just like a general curiosity. Um, but, you know, that's really changed my whole outlook, too. It's, a, you know, that, that kind of innate fear you realize is just, uh, yeah, it's misguided in some ways. And it, it is such a powerful feeling when you, when you realize, you know, the, the, they're nothing to really fear. Um, I think, actually, it's interesting you said that. I feel like that is a testament to sharks. I mean, you can walk the savannah in Africa, and if you see a lion, I mean, the likelihood that you're going to get attacked by that line is pretty high yet so many people so many divers dive with sharks all the time and there's a very small percentage of people that get attacked by shark people i mean you still get t shark attacks yes but it's very very small and the fact that we as humans kill from anywhere from 100 to 200 million sharks a year and they kill like a handful of humans maybe like 10 or 20 like was it there was a stat of like you're more likely to get killed by coconut or your dog than a shark so yeah wow yeah so yeah absolutely they need to be respected and they're obviously you know just uh apex predators but uh yeah we're not you know they're not uh the kind of man-eating you know we grew up with like uh the vineyard ferries right here martha's vineyards where they film jaws and just kind of the you know just the the sentiment around here has shifted so much over the last 10 years as to um you know, the role of sharks in the ecosystem, like uh, a few nonprofits around here, Atlantic White Shark Conservancy especially has like really uh, blown up because, uh, you know, 10 years ago, people thought all the great whites were fished out of here. And now they've tagged, you know, I'm, I'm ballparking it, but about 200 great white sharks in the area. And, they, you know, and going out with them is so much fun too. They got a spotter plane and then they're, you know, identifying the sharks and then you're beelining over on like a you know little uh fishing boat it's just like uh yeah it's, it's amazing to be in their presence um how do so when you when you're diving do you have like a housing or a gopro and, and how does the like uh photography you do play into your your watercolor and uh your artwork okay cool so yeah photography for me actually started off as just a means to capture this incredible world under the waves i mean i can't obviously bring my watercolors underwater so for me photography was just a way for me to capture these experiences um diving and having these personal encounters fuels my artwork like i really can't do this without seeing them for 
myself and creating those stories. Storytelling plays a huge part in my work. Um, so it was actually all begun when I was doing my dive, dive instructors um, when I was 22, I think. Um, and I just had a little compact camera and I just bring it down on every single dive. I took thousands of photos that trip. A lot of them were rubbish, but that's when I really started to learn how to take photos underwater. Um, one of the guys at the local dive school, he's an amazing photographer, underwater photographer. So he started showing me how to use Lightroom and Adobe Photoshop and how to, you know, angles underwater. I didn't, I don't have any strobes. So we're seeing where the light is in the water and where to get, and getting low, all of those types of things. And um, when I came back to the UK, I saved up and got the camera I have at the moment, the Sony. Um, a6500 uh, fantasy underwater housing and an AOI wet lens yeah I think so I might be confused <laughs> um my knowledge is not as good as it should be I guess for that type of thing um, yeah yeah up for that and um yeah I mean the more I get in the water obviously for the past year I haven't been able to because of covid but um the more I dive and the more I play around with my camera underwater the more I've really just fallen in love with the art form of it. So what started off as just a means to capture the world to paint from has now turned into its own art form in itself. Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, I have the same camera. So the A6500 and uh, I use it to kind of capture every everything uh, we do. But yeah, I'm definitely not like a camera expert at any means. And, and I think that's, you know, it's good to point out that it's, it's more about the, you know, how you're how you're applying it, how you're making it something unique and the story you're telling and less about, you know, the, like, yeah, you can keep diving into the, the quality and the, and the equipment and all that stuff. And it all matters. But uh, at the end of the day, it's like, what, you, you know, are you doing something unique with what you're capturing and are you telling a unique story? Um, yeah. I just love everything. Uh, I love how you, you know, show like something that uh, like an image that inspired you and then how it turns into something completely unique and different okay. in uh, a watercolor painting. And then, uh, yeah. And then how you even tell that story through social media is just, um, yeah, you know, it's, they're all different, um, like different, uh, you know, that, that you can you can have mastery in any one of those things and it's just all the you know like all those pieces really tell an awesome complete story and really uh yeah i love that um it's not about have, the, um it's not about the camera equipment it's about the artist behind it and that's something a photographer told me years and years and years ago when i was i was asking like what camera stuff do you have because i was like oh i need to spend all this money and buy this thing and i only had a very small budget um i mean as an artist you're not the richest person in the world so i was like okay i've got a set budget um and so i went for the sony and i just over the years i've just realized it's really about what you do with the camera it's not about you know having the best camera set up on the market i mean they do help um but um yeah so yeah yeah, absolutely. Um, and in terms of your artwork, have you always worked in watercolor? I love your your styles just so like, you know, parts of it just seem so it's so vivid, but also like hyper realistic. And I just think it looks so cool. It, in the oh, sticker and we got your sticker packs and they're just like, really bright and, and uh, just awesome illustrations. I was just curious about your Yeah, how you you know, uh, is that your favorite medium to work in art wise? Um, so my mum, my mum's an artist, um, and I'm very, very dyslexic. And growing up, I really struggled with reading, writing, maths, all of that. Um, it was only sort of maybe when I was about ten that I started really kind of 
learning how to read but up to then it was really art that was my way of communicating to the world and my mum was an artist and she specializes in watercolor so from the get-go I've been using watercolor and I know it's a very hard medium to master but for me I've just been doing it since the age of like two three um so it's a very natural medium for me to use and I really love the medium it's so unforgiving it's just I love that how you can build layers on it but I mean I learned um to use watercolour in the traditional way but I don't use watercolour in the traditional way I think when you think of watercolour you think of very sort of delicate small paintings whilst I do that um, which is crazy and this is like massive, it's A0, it's humongous and I like getting big paintbrushes and basically I like um, getting, taking the medium and stretching it to its limits and seeing what I can do with this paint, a lot of people think I use acrylic or oils or other mediums and no it's watercolor there's a lot you can do with this medium you just have to have a lot of patience and build the layers and layers and layers um so yeah i've been doing it my whole life i have dabbled in other mediums um but watercolor is something that's really stuck with me and it's only actually in the past maybe five years that i've started to get digital illustration and i really love that um sort of creative outlet too especially when i'm out in the field i don't actually like taking my paints with me when i travel so i take my ipad and my sketchbook and so that's kind of how my digital illustration started to form so i like to kind of have my photography have that my paintings and then have also digital illustration as well yeah very cool and so how did it transition from you know um a passion for diving and art into you know kind of like obviously you run like a pretty awesome business like how did you turn it into like how did you start building a website think about selling your work like how when did that uh yes yeah, start to form yeah so i mean i created art i'm so passionate about art i mean that's all i want to do and be i just want to be an artist for the rest of my life and at the beginning of sort of my 20s um you know leaving university broke i was like okay um, I can't just be an artist, I have to make money. And so that's when I started um, putting more of a business cap on. I think I like to think I'm an artist first, businesswoman second, because <laughs> that came later. Um, and it's been a very long journey of um, trials and fails and um, lots of experimenting with different things. Um, but yeah, it's taken me a few years to sort of like get it sort of a steady path with my business um but yeah I mean it's all started from passion really and how can I continue being an artist so I created a business started selling prints um putting my work on merchandise um my website I mean the website I found quite enjoyable actually um, I, I know how to uh, at university I did a lot of digital work working with Adobe and so working designing a website for me was quite an easy thing to do as a creative because I'm like oh yeah I've kind of done this at university um, and I'm a visual person and I'm, I like to think I'm good at making things look good so um, it was it came quite naturally to me um, but as I've grown as an artist and businesswoman I really enjoy and I now really enjoy business at the, at the beginning it was a bit of a head sore trying to get my head around how to do all these things but now I really enjoy it um, and yeah yeah, I think I'm, you know, same, uh, like I built the, the our original website uh, just out of, you know, necessity. People were trying, you know, there was a bracelet we initially made shaped like Cape Cod. And, you know, I'd walk into a store, or someone would see it and ask about it. And I was like, oh, man, I got to build a website. And you just kind of, you know, stack the, you know, it's scary at first because you don't know what you're doing. 
but you know, you just kind of slowly stack these skills together and, uh, and you know, you can kind of put together, you know, it, anything. It's pretty easy to uh, figure out how to do these things. And there's so many resources online. And uh, yeah, do, do you, so in terms of like, you know, just the day to day, like what's a day in your life look like? Are you, are, are you, you know, like if, if, if a sticker order comes through, would you pack that order? Or do you have like a team you work with? Or like, yeah, what's your, what's a day in the life look like? Um, it's, it's me, <laughs> but I, I do have, um, I have an amazing guy in London who does sorts all my prints out, which is a life godsend for me. Cause um, yeah, so when I ha like do a print launch and I get a lot of orders through, it's so nice to know that he's gonna deal with that. So then I can deal with other issues and other things. But in terms of like sticker orders and I used to do t-shirts and I'm gonna be doing t-shirts shortly soon. Um, I, I try and pack every, every sort of like Monday, Wednesday and Friday. Um, I don't yeah. really shoot on the weekends, but I try and like structure it. But I mean, I'm my own boss. I've never been very good at working for other people um, in terms of like having a boss. Um, I'm very like self-driven and self-motivated. Um, so I really like kind of just doing what I want every day. Um, it's a really, it really depends. Like at the moment, I've been really dedicating sort of my time to this painting behind me. And I have another humongous painting um, downstairs which i really need to finish as well which is um, i'm basically painting a life-size coral reef to raise awareness about what they're oh, facing yeah. oh. so at the moment when it's sort of quite quiet this is sort of a quiet time for creatives i'm kind of putting all of my energy into trying to finish the big paintings um but yeah it really just depends um before covid i traveled a lot so that was a part of my sort of day-to-day uh, -day life but in COVID it's really just been like <laughs> Monday to Sunday painting which is great but um, That's great, I'm, yeah. I'm excited to like get back in the water and <laughs> absolutely yeah because you sent us uh, the sticker packs a while back and I was just impressed by the um, just you know the way they were packaged like obviously you know they came from overseas so it's like you know, you worry about them in transit and just like the way they were, um, you know, protected and and just the presentation inside, the unboxing experiences, everything. And oh. I think, uh, yeah, that special touch, um, you know, that personal touch definitely uh, adds a lot. And, you know, we like something we've always done is put a handwritten note in every order and uh, we pack all our orders on on premises and um, you know, for a long time, it was just me and my wife who did it all. But um, now we have a small team, but all that stuff stays, you know, you know, if someone wants us to draw a shark, we try to draw a shark, you know, it's like always, uh, you know, trying to do what we can to make every customer, you know, happy and, and that they have a unique experience with us. Um, and it, you know, I think it, it definitely adds to the whole experience a ton. Um, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, so the last question I have for you, and, and guys, if you want to drop any questions in the comments here, maybe we'll uh, we'll cover one or two after this, but um, I think it's easy for, like, a young person to, like, look on Instagram and, you know, say see a little bit of your feed and kind of think, you know, I don't know, like, how would I ever get here? Like, it's like you almost come out fully formed, like, showing, you know, this amazing artwork and you've built a website and you're, you know, you're, you're growing and, um, you know, it's hard to see like how you would get there. I, you know, it'd be awesome just to hear any kind of advice you have for like aspiring artists and young people uh, who want to do, uh, who want to be their own boss and, and want to follow a path uh, like you have. Yeah, I think um, it's good to be aware, like, especially if you look at my work and if you check out my Instagram, 
for example, on my website, you yeah might feel very overwhelmed. But you know, I've been I've been doing this for like um, it's like six years. Like I you know just very determined. I mean, over the past years, I mean, I, I've been doing this full time for about three to four years. But there was a good chunk that I was working part time just to obviously pay the bills. I mean, when you first start off in the creative field it is hard and it's hard to get the commissions through and to get the sales um but you just need to stick at it and to be determined and to be passionate i think i honestly believe if you're passionate enough about something you will succeed and it will work like the universe will somehow just make it happen for you but i feel like you can get overwhelmed when you look at big accounts or big businesses and be like oh i'll never be able to get to them but the thing is we all started off from our bedrooms on our computer and our beds trying to figure out how to do a website or you know and I've been through this crazy journey over the few past few years where you know I've had to sacrifice social life uh, my social life and sacrifice an awful lot of things in order to do my art and to grow my business and I'm still growing my business and I'm still doing all of that right now I'm right, right at the beginning of my career which I find very exciting but um the advice I'd give to young people is to just start you know you have that idea if you have that passion if you have that dream don't start tomorrow start today get your journal out and start writing down product ideas or painting ideas or you know for me like people go oh, how, how do you travel how have you managed to do all these things a lot of it was funded by myself for literally just saving up and then contacting people and being like hey i'm an artist like can i you know can i have a discount in exchange for a painting or exchange for something so i can then do this and like i just had a dream and a passion and a vision and i think if you that passion can rub off onto other people and to not be afraid to contact companies or to you want to go work for Apple, why not just contact them, you know, have the balls to do that. Um, and it, it, it is a ballsy thing becoming an artist and, you know, giving up a lot of, lot of things to do what you want to do. But, you know, you, you have to start somewhere. And when I left university, um, and it's kind of true, he said, give it five years, work your ass off for five years. And then slowly things start happening. And I'm on like kind of the fourth, fifth year. And now I'm slowly starting to see like, you know, I'm getting a bit more recognized and well known and it's easier to get clients in and I'm selling a lot more. And it's like now that I'm starting to really experience more of like a, a shift in my career, but it's taken me like four to five years to get to this point. So I think it's to have the balls and to be determined. And also, you know, an art career is a marathon not a sprint you know you have to be dedicated to it for the long run absolutely yeah and i think it's it's exactly what you said you got to just you know find what you love to do and i think there's like that can always be a challenge but once you do it you just got to really run with it and pursue it relentlessly and you know from there you're gonna you know like compared to a job or something if you're pursuing what you love, it doesn't feel like work and you'll work around the clock. I'm sure, you know, you're mm -hmm. up late working on these pieces and stuff. And, you know, in our business, we're doing uh, similar things where if it doesn't feel like work, you're going to be so far ahead of other people and it will take time, but you'll get there. Someday you'll turn around and be like, oh, wow, like, you know, this is a business. This is a, um, you know, I'm supporting myself through what I love to do. And it's just, um, yeah, I don't think there's anything it, like more exciting than that feeling. I, I think it's something uh, everybody's is 
either chasing or, or you know something like should be pursuing it's just if you have that itch you really got to scratch it and and start start as young as you can i think that's you know the only regret i have is i, I did waste a lot of time in a uh, the corporate world, but it also gave me the means and the in the and the you know experience I needed to run a business and start a business. So yeah, I could not agree with you uh, more. So awesome! I, hey, I super appreciate you coming on, and you know, um, I, I, like I don't, won't take up any more of your time, but I, I think um, you know it was it was awesome talking to you, and I think uh, yeah, our audience is gonna love this uh, interview, and and is gonna love yeah, definitely go check out Francesca's work. Um, and uh, check out our website. Um, and yeah, anything, any parting words for us here? Oh, uh, no, just thank you so much for having me. It's lovely meeting you guys. Such a big fan of what you guys do in your business. And yeah, I guess my last parting words is if you have a dream, just go chase it. You know, like life is way too short. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's get back to uh, Yeah. Thanks for making waves, Francesca. Everybody uh, listening, thanks for tuning in. And, uh, and we'll do this again soon. Yes. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. That was a lot of fun. Uh, if you stuck through to now, um, thanks for bearing with me as I figure out how to use this. All right.